welcome to the 10th episode of it's all about people and in this episode i'll be talking with one of my close friend his name is anirudh from i got to know him from high school and surprisingly we met each other when we were studying in our engineering he has chosen electronics and communication engineering and i've chosen industrial and production engineering so i just it's so i'm so grateful that we are able to connect through the same podcast and he'll be sharing his experience about a course or a subject known as vlsi so hi andrew how are you doing yeah hello arshil i'm doing great uh, hope you're doing fine as well so thanks for the invite it's uh, my pleasure to be on this uh, podcast podcast series so and i uh, watched all your previous episodes as well it's come out great Yeah, thank you very much, Mananirud. So it's been a long time since I haven't met you. So what are you doing these days? Ah, uh, yeah. As you have already given a brief introduction about me, uh, and to your viewers, I'm Anirud Bhat, and uh, I've completed my uh, engineering. That is, I've obtained my B.Tech degree from Manipal Institute of Technology in Electronics and Communication Engineering. As Arshil already mentioned, our interaction goes back uh, to our high school days, where actually I met him in LRIS, that is Little Rock Indian School. So that is how our interaction began. So yeah, that's pretty much about me. And in, now, say after passing out, that is graduating from BTEC, I have uh, been actively working in VLSI domain so for almost a year now. Okay. So that's good to hear that you're working on a VLSI domain, and uh, I've never heard about that VLSI domain, or maybe sometimes you were mentioning about it. But can you tell me more about what is VLSI and what is it all about? Yes, uh, initially, uh, as we can say from I mean, we can as the name itself suggests, VLSI is nothing but uh, very large scale integration. So. Initially, uh, back then in 1960s, I, as I can recall, so things moved on like from small-scale integration, and then it where we had only say uh, a one or one to hundred transistors uh, in a integrated on a single chip, and then we moved on to something called medium-scale integration, where the number slightly increased from say hundred to thousand transistors. that we incorporate on a single chip and then we moved on to something called large scale integration where thousands of transistors were were being integrated on a chip so now we are into this vlsi that is very large scale integration where over 1000 to more than million and even in certain applications and even in certain technologies and process nodes nowadays we see more than billions of transistors that can be accommodated on a single chip So this uh, field is vastly growing, VLSI domain. So advantages of this VLSI domain will include uh, improved performance and speed on our electronic applications. So circuit sizes will be reduced. So the, our devices are getting more smaller and smaller nowadays. Basically, you can think of your smartphone itself. How compact it has been become now compared to what it was. Say 20 or 30 years ago, 
or maybe say 20 or 30 years ago and it's not sure if you have been using the smartphone you are having something called as landlines or cordless phones etc so now inside this everything i mean everything right from your smartphone to your laptop to your digital camera to your graphic cards right to right to your automobiles as well everywhere we require this semiconductor or this chip what we call so everything uh, is very important i mean the semiconductor is very important nowadays in all our electronic applications as well as our day to day uh, appliances as well even you take it in your uh, uh, air conditioners or even your, your refrigerator everything uh, everything every application that we use will require this semiconductor or lsi technology is used so chip shortages as uh, as you may be aware of it in the news that is uh, popping up so chip shortages also occurring so that that is the reason we can see that increased waiting times for our automobiles especially because everything in your automobile from this anti lock braking system that we call as abs to this uh, funky features such as our uh, panoramic sunroof that we use so all of these uh, automated features that we use in our uh, automobiles nowadays everything definitely requires this application plsi or the semiconductor that is and all of this so the major challenge about this plsi industry or this plsi domain is as devices tend to become more compact even our size of our semiconductor or size of our chip actually reduces so this is a very uh, huge responsibility as a manufacturer as well as a uh, semiconductor manufacturer that we need to make sure that the size of the semiconductor is as compact as possible and it occupies very le- less area so moving on to uh, what i have already mentioned about like what in brief about what this lsi is and like what kind of applications we use this lsi design now i will just uh, go about a small uh, say a small explanation or a small insight into how this uh, from sand how do we get into silicon or this wafer so like fortunately we don't have any shortage of raw material there because we use sand and silicon whereas silicon is the second most abundant element in this earth crust so since the starting material is sand so sand is easily available in the earth's environment and it's not just any sand that we use uh, for this fabrication process it is silica sand that is specially quarried for this purpose and it has concentrations of quartz that is silicon dioxide which is say as high as 95% So purification initially starts by heating the sand with a reducing agent. Generally, the reducing agent that we use is carbon. We produce carbon monoxide in silicon. So, product of this uh, process, it will we obtain a metallurgical grade silicon. So, we also term it as Mg silicon. So, it is 99% pure, but we will not be able to use it in our electronic applications as we need. something known as ultra pure electronic grade silicon we also uh, mention it as eg silicon 
So additional processing is done until we obtain this ultra-pure electronic grade silicon. In addition to being uh, very pure, uh, this silicon that we use in our electronic applications or on our integrated circuits, it must consist of, say, a single perfect crystal. That crystal is grown by generally using a small seed crystal. So we have a small seed crystal and we bring it in contact to the surface of a reservoir of molten silicon. So we have a molten, large reservoir of this molten silicon and the small seed of crystal, we bring it in contact with the surface of it. And as we pull this seed away, this seed crystal away from that, say, melt of molten silicon. So the silicon atoms start to deposit on the bottom surface. So they perfectly match and extend to the crystalline lattice of that seed. So we can imagine a large cylindrical bowl shaped uh, uh, shape can be uh, will be formed. So this large cylindrical bowl is sliced into vapors, which is uh, less than millimeter thick. And these vapor surface we polish it and we smoothen these uh, surfaces and we remove the uh, cracks and chips if, at, uh, if, at, if any on the edges and we shape it accordingly to obtain a vapor. So, yeah. Fine. So that was again well described about the process initially, what happens, what is the raw material that goes to and what are the other processes that happens for us to uh, finally, get w- what component we require for electronic gadgets because we didn't have proper idea where this VLFI term came from and what is its main significance. So right now we got to know that whatever electronic device that we are going to use, it's going to include a part of VLSI which includes our semiconductors and also silicon which can improve the efficiency of the electronic device. So this in- this feels very curious to me right now. So I just wanted to know what made you curious or what made you to enter into this field? Yeah, initially, I mean, uh, like a trend what we were having and even now I think it's the same in engineering that most of the people tend to move to this uh, IT domain, that is software domain, where majorly programming is their uh, major work. So, but I was not interested or inclined towards programming or society domain. So like I wanted to do something related to my electronics domain itself because since I've studied four years of electronics and computational engineering, I didn't find the point to do something else apart from what I've studied. So in the third year of our engineering, I came across this subject known as VLSI design. So there actually I started uh, gaining interest on this subject. I started learning more concepts on this, uh, about the subject and I just, uh, for my curiosity, just googled on what are the various opportunities that are like, available on in this industry. And I got to know that opportunities are very scarce, so there are not a lot of opportunities. Uh, so, but I, since I had the interest and I have already decided that I'm choosing the LSI as a career path. So no, I, no matter what, so I just thought that I will move on to, I will move, go ahead with this field and I will choose the LSI as my career path. So until this subject 
was introduced to us in our curriculum i was not i was not never sure that i was going to be selected i also remember when we were choosing our own career we were not very sure when we get to know some of the subjects we get a sort of attachment okay this might be one of the subjects that i could work on so similarly all the students i think so who are doing their particular courses might be also in the same phase as well they do not know what they wanted to choose but initially they have a lot of subjects in their hand so what we could recommend is that whatever subject that you feel that you like you can then start working on the particular domain since my friend anirudh has already done here so while working in the vlsa field what kind of skills that you had to learn in order to gain a practical experience yeah uh, initially uh, the skills you need to know before working into this vlsi domain or into before entering this vlsi industry is nothing but you will have to completely know the basics of your engineering from whatever you have studied in engineering in your entire vlsi course or vlsi curriculum most of these to the colleges nowadays i believe will have this vlsi uh, as a subject so definitely learn whatever is given in your curriculum so thoroughly because uh, that is what people expect in the vlsi industry you will have to be very strong with your vlsi basis so without which you cannot clear any interview so basically they will be asking about whatever your right from your resistors capacitors industry sorry inductors uh, basically the rlc circuits and then moving on you'll have to know about what are your uh, operation of your mosfet what are the regions in which your mosfet operates so basically how does your mosfet function in about your bjts as well what are bjts i mean why are mosfets preferred over bjts or what are the advantages and disadvantages of your bjts and your mosfets and then as i already mentioned initially from sand how do we obtain these vapors so none of your engineering colleges i believe will teach this so just learn about this how from how from sand how do you obtain the silicon because whatever they teach on in your engineering is not into the not from the ground level it's just uh, the world's point of view so you will have to l- learn more about things so you will have to ex- uh, learn things on your own so all of these things you will have to know uh, before uh, 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 trying to attempt an interview because uh, if you are not very sure about the basics definitely there is no point moving forward so just uh, refer to whatever you have studied in your engineering just refer to the books that they have uh, insisted you to study during your engineering days because generally we don't do that so just uh, learn for the exam point of view but if you are very serious about taking vlsa as your career i believe you will have to learn a lot i mean you have to study from the textbooks as well because They are a very great source of knowledge. Yes, that was a really important message that you have given to the students or it could be younger generation. Because we, when we are getting started in our career, we do not give a lot of concentration or we just study for the exam and we just want some grades to pass. 
and most of the students think that through grades you will be getting a better job. It is not through your grades, but what skills that you have acquired. It's not through your grades, but what kind of skills that you have acquired in the process will help you to build in your career. So while talking about building your career, because in our engineering classes, we'll be learning only theory. So while implementing this theory into our practical experience, so what kind of challenges that you faced while implementing your theory into practical? So yeah, uh, initially like uh, when I was uh, finding it difficult uh, when I entered the PLSA industry, right from college. So three to four months, I was not having any job. So I was at home. I was preparing for the interviews. I was uh, writing written tests and getting prepared for the interviews, learning all the basics of the PLS, what is required to enter into the PLS industry. And generally the trend is like, I'm not sure if it continues now also, but in, when I was pursuing my engineering, during the campus placements at the final year, there were very few colleges, I can say hardly one or two colleges regarding this. since it was pandemic as well. So, hardly one or two students out of a set of 200-250 students were selected. So, generally, the opportunities here in this VLSI domain are very scarce. So, you have to be very, very uh, mindful about this before you choose VLSI as your career. Because later on, you cannot complain saying that there are no opportunities or there are very less opportunities and it is very difficult for me to because, as I already mentioned, uh, I didn't want to get into an IT domain or a software domain where my interest doesn't lie. So, my friends, even my friends uh, who have studied along with me, uh, there were a few friends who were interested to get into VLSI domain, but unfortunately, they were not able to wait patiently. They had no choice. They, got into an IT job like most of us do so they had to get into an IT job they had to get a job so they just went into that domain even though they were not, they were not interested so that's what I want to say the major challenges that you will have to undergo is like you will have to be mentally prepared about the situation uh, the job situation especially in this PLSI domain so you'll have to be mindful of that and apart from that uh, some of the challenges that initially when I faced while uh, getting into this PLSI industry is like the theoretical and practical knowledge uh, should go hand in hand so initially like whatever you study in right from your engineering days whatever your information you gather right from your engineering days you should be implementing it here in the work, in the work that you do after your engineering and when you enter the industry so that process the theoretical and practically the implementation process should go hand in hand because whatever you are learning theoretically from the book that everybody will be able to learn but practically implementing that uh, that is very important that is where your the industry actually tests you so you'll have to be really uh, up with that so you'll have to make sure that whatever concepts, new concepts that you are learning every day, make sure that you at least try to 
uh, implement that in any project that you are working on or any take a basic circuit of your own or try to implement that concept on that since i was working on this layout domain so that basically comes under backend design backend vlsi design so there we had lot of concepts say right from electro migration or ir drop or what is an antenna effect so what is a latcher so many concepts are there i mean you don't have to be worried about all these concepts uh, right when you are passing from your engineering so you definitely you will know all these concepts you get to learn all these concepts well you are entering into the vlsi industry but you will have to make sure that you are implementing all these knowledge that you have learned and all these concepts that you learn practically on what project or on what work you do so you will not have to face any more issues in the coming days because uh, industry expects you to know uh, how things are done practically rather than you know, what knowledge you have there so both of these things should go ahead and that was a really good information or input that have given and i would like to add a point to one of the thing that i mentioned that's about patience you have told ki that some of your friends they were so eager or so desperate to get into a job they didn't uh, know what kind of domain they wanted to go to when they landed up in it job uh, similarly even i was going through the same phase when i was uh, finishing my first year in mtech my friends were getting good jobs and uh, they were also going into it related companies or non core related companies and i i was not very desperately that i wanted to get an internship as fast as possible because me and my friend we were looking for a core kind of internship itself so which can help us to grow our experience and what kind of knowledge that we have got from our mtech we can directly implement in a particular company so the one key one of the key important thing that you need to have if you're searching for a job or it could be an internship is to have patience and you need to know what is your strength or what is the subject that you like the most so around that you can build your career not just he just simply just wanted the job just because the money is good or money they're paying you 35000 per month or they pay 50000 per month whereas your core job they pay you only 20 30000 20 25000 per month so focus on what kind of area that you want to grow and what is your career goals so based upon that you can select and then you can move forward in your career so and we finally come to a conclusion regarding the vlsi domain it was a very brief uh, session that was given on the topic right from starting from the raw material what are the processes how where the components are going through where are the end application what are the advantages what are the disadvantages so before we wrap up the session i would like you to give a small message to our audience who are eagerly or patiently for listening till the end so what is your message to them uh, yes so before giving the message uh, i just wanted to uh, just give a little bit brief on the various career prospects that we have in this vlsi domain because uh, that is what ultimately people's eyes go into right so vlsi professionals definitely are always in high demand because i have told you the amount of applications in which our vlsi domain is used in the semiconductor is going into every part of your electronic appliance i can say it's a daily driver so the vlsi industry definitely has a bright future so nowadays people are saying that 
there is ai that is artificial intelligence you have machine learning etc but that will never replace your semiconductor you will have to be mindful of that so digital world is made up of variety of electronic applications as i have mentioned automation devices gadgets etc everything all of which we are implementing it or controlling it in a, in a single chip or an in general we can say an nic that's an integrated circuit so as a result a large number of these vlsi engineers are required to develop these chips so as i well, uh, as uh, i hope you are going to the news recent news that the government of india is investing heavily in this vlsi domain because of this chip shortage that is happening and they are too dependent on uh, our neighboring countries for these chips the government of india has decided that they are going to invest on this vlsi domain and they are going to set up manufacturing plants in india so that we don't have to depend on other countries for the semiconductor issues and we don't have to depend on any anyone for any kind of uh, raw materials or components that are required to go into the uh, electronic devices so opportunities are definitely growing if there are manufacturing plants set up in india it will create uh, an enormous amount of opportunities so what happens is uh, engineers that have engineers who are having strong electronic basics and who are interested in vlsi domain definitely can choose uh, vlsi as their career path because uh, you'll have a lot of uh, concepts uh, that you you'll get to learn in vlsi domain and i mean there is like whatever topics we learn we only scratch the surface of that topic there is still so much for it in the future vlsi industry uh, so like some job domains or job profiles that you can look into if you are going into this vlsi domain is nothing but design engineer uh, verification engineer uh, there is cad engineers there is r and d engineer there is a layout engineer that is where i was working i mean even i'm working now as well uh, that is uh, as a layout engineer so in layout also there are different parts there are different sections you have some one who can design a standard set so and uh, with different drives yeah. i'll not go into detail of all these things you can definitely google it up you'll get a lot of information on it as well you have someone someone for doing the designing of your memories that is your sram cells static rams and then you'll also have someone to do the analog designing as well so analog will include your differential amplifier or your basic operational amplifier all of these things so that will come under the layout aspect so you have various companies uh, for vls in the vls industry uh, especially startup companies in vls industry provide a great uh, job opportunity for young graduates moving out from college so some top companies if i have to name a few are in this vls industry are samsung intel nvidia your broadcom your qualcom your synopsis your many companies so definitely uh, apart from that uh, just wanted to add another point about uh, this front end and back end design so basically if you are supposed to be if you want to become a front end vlsi design engineer so what are some of the let's say what do we 
we can call it as an ASIC flow or a design flow. So basically, these are some of the uh, areas where uh, where we differentiate a front-end VLSI designer as well as a back-end VLSI designer. So specification, high-level design, low-level design, RTL coding, functional verification, all these blocks are coming in under the front-end VLSI designer. So, front-end VLSI designer is responsible for all these processes. Whereas, in the back-end design process, we have logic synthesis, we have place and route, we have fabrication, as well as post-silicon validation. I'm not going to go in detail on all these processes, uh, but definitely you can Google them up as well. So, but I can tell you what this, I mean, what are the uh, knowledge or what are the concepts that you need to know to get into either front-end VLSI design or as a back-end back VLSI design. So, uh, so front-end VLSI design will normally include some knowledge on FPGA design, PCB design, so emulation as well. Though they are not classified in the design flow that I just mentioned. Even post-silicon validation that I mentioned. It is normally a uh, sub-trade phase that is for product readiness. So once your semiconductor is out from the fabrication industry or the manufacturing industry, you will know what are the tests, your software as well as hardware tests that our uh, silicon or semiconductor will undergo before it is sent into the market or before it can be used widely in our market in our uh, electronic appliances because it's right from fab, uh, after fabrication we cannot push the silicon to the market it will have some flaws it will have some timing issues some clock constraint issues etc so uh, all those hardware and software checks will be done so a post silicon validation engineer will definitely do those works so it will have it will include content design and verification engineers role in that and even gate level simulation is mostly done by front-end VLSI design engineers. So even though it is post-synthesis, so back-end VLSI design will generally include this place and route, uh, the layout pro uh, process as well, as well as this fabrication process. Uh, so yeah, uh, we, we also have uh, uh, custom uh, circuit design, even analog and mixed signal circuit design, all these can be incorporated in our back-end VLSI design. So, moving on to the carrier opportunities of front-end as well as back-end. So, I mean, he has to have a front-end VLSI engineer. He can either start as an RTL design engineer or a verification engineer. And he can get deeper knowledge as he progresses throughout his career. So, in terms of job opportunities, we have more uh, verification, demand for verification engineers compared to design engineers because verification is a huge part in VLSI domain because even I have done layouts. So in layout, what, what do we do? Basically, a schematic design engineer, uh, a design engineer will provide us a schematic and he will put, some, put forward some constraints, say this device should have this much of current flowing through it or this net or this wire should contain only this much of current and there are some critical devices or critical nets we call so we have to make sure that only that specified amount of current or voltage is passing through that net or device because if it is additional 
definitely it will affect the device it will spoil the device so i have to be very uh, careful on that as well and not just doing layouts we also have to make sure that uh, we verify the layouts that we do there is something known as design rule check so basically it make sure that the whatever design rules that the foundry has provided us we are satisfying those design rules so there will be uh, design rules for each metal there will be design rules for each gate of our device so everything has to be followed properly and there is also checks like evs that is electrical checks so we have to make erc electrical rule checks so it makes sure properly making also we have something known as lvs that is layout versus schematic so we make sure that whatever connections that we give in our uh, whatever connections that are already given in the schematic by our design engineer we make sure that layout also has the proper connections or the same connections so all those verification parameters we have to be following so definitely verification engineers are very high demand so yeah and front end design engineers should also have some knowledge on the dlsi architecture micro architecture so as they can also grow as system design architects as well in their domain and on the back end side uh, where i am actually working on so so we'll have we'll need to have a lot of better understanding on the process technologies and how the transistor works and the high speed design issues that we obtain uh, that we see in our uh, circuits or in our layouts that we do so basically uh, right from how a mosfet is working and what is a, a mosfet uh, yeah uh, in the back end uh, lsi design uh, uh, what uh, things that we need to learn is more on the process technologies as well as on the transistors as well as on the high speed design issues like basically what is a mosfet what is a bjt what are the differences between the two what are the advantages of a bjt and what are the advantages of mosfet and what are the disadvantages and moving on like what is the operation of a mosfet like in what regions it operates there are three regions saturation region linear region as well as cutoff region so all these things we'll have to be knowing in detail uh, so as a back end design engineer as well as uh, fabrication steps that i already mentioned right from the sand to silicon uh, whatever steps are there and apart from that there are even more steps that you will be learning at definitely in the engineering curriculum so all those things you'll have to be knowing properly so basically this is all the these are all the things that you need to be getting to know before you enter the real life industry so make sure you are very very confident on all the engineering concepts that you learn and make sure that you are uh, telling it in a right way to whoever the interviewer the interviewer is and make sure you are giving answers that are uh, like you know the answers have to be correct as in just don't uh, tell the answer that so that the person or the interviewer has to be satisfied you have to have say the correct answer so if you are not sure of the answer or you are not sure of any concepts just don't worry about it just say i am not very confident or i am not sure about it 
so that uh, you'll not have any more questions on that topic so that you can be relaxed throughout the interview so, yeah that's pretty much it so that's a final message from my side uh, just follow your passion just don't yeah. uh, make sure just make sure that you are not uh, uh, like you know uh, trying to divert your career path just because you are not getting the right opportunity definitely you will be able to get the right opportunity at the right time because in this VLSL industry as I already mentioned opportunities are very less and whatever opportunities you have obtained or what you received just go with it you will definitely say today you have a uh, back-end design engineer role say suppose and you do not have interest in it and you have interest in something related to programming or very low coding or you have some interest on the front end design part definitely there is a scope you can learn that as well but make sure that whatever opportunity you have received now just go with it simultaneously with your job just prepare for what is required to become a front end design engineer as well just go ahead learn those things go ahead with that as well and then after having some certain amount of experience on this back end domain as well and when you feel confident that you can clear an interview on the front end design as well definitely you can move on with that so that's it that thanks for the time much speak pleasure of interview that yeah nirad that was a really important and very good message that you given that is to follow your own career or follow your own path just because someone is ahead of you or someone or you are ahead of them you're seeing some other people and based upon that you're deciding your career it's not a really good thing so you need to understand what is your core area that you want to develop maybe in the studies only you'll be getting to know which subject that you like the most or even if you're not maybe familiar with the course or someone forced you to do that course you can still learn about it through the internet because internet is there and there are vast options which can help you to figure out what is your key area or what is your key strength and based upon that you can start building your career and start applying for the dream job or the uh, career that you want to do in your life so that was a really important and a good message anirudh so thank you for your time for coming to my podcast and giving us valuable feedback and information yeah in addition just one more point also yeah sure if you may yeah sure yeah uh, yeah uh, initially like that is what uh, one of my managers told me one of my boss told me when i began this vlsi domain as a career because generally people compare vlsi domain engineers with the it professionals and they compare their salaries as well and they compare their job uh, i mean they compare uh, i mean the salary in terms of salary as well and in terms of how their job is better than mine etc so initially that's what i want to say if you are entering into this vlsi industry initial 2 to 3 years or even say 5 years you'll have to do a lot of hard work in order to make sure that uh, you are in a comfortable position so after that initial amount of hard work of few years definitely you'll be able to uh, achieve much better in the coming years so you'll not have to do a lot of hard work then because uh, after those initial amount of hard work you'll definitely be experienced to train another person like you and he will also be able to move forward in this domain because there is a certain boundary for every domain right i mean after a certain set of years you will be well experienced with whatever tools that are available and whatever concepts that the field has to offer so you will not be have been able to have any issue so just don't compare yourself 
ఫ్రమ్ మై సైడ్ స్టే సేఫ్ అండ్ చేయర్స్